Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Pico de Gallo, our new rebranded podcast. You already know myself and the cast, Chewy, Izzy. Say what's up. What's up, everyone? All right, man. So, uh, reason of the uh, name uh, change of name was, you know, we wanted to bring a little bit something more different, something a little more relatable, something more exciting, fun, energetic for us. So, I mean, we have goals with this podcast, right? So. A couple of things that we be, we're going to be accomplishing in this podcast is we're going to start answering a few more questions. Through our social media and stuff, we're going to be asking questions um, from the followers. Anybody listening, we really want to know your opinion. Also, we'll be do, doing reactions and uh, local stories. We have a couple of crazy stories in the shop, outside yeah. of the shop, from the school. We're all over the place, so we got a lot of cool, exciting um, stories to talk to you guys about it. Also, um, Barbershop Talk, we're going to be bringing in a lot of new, fun ch- uh, guests to chat with. Obviously, talk about music, movies, conspiracy theories, anything, anything that comes up during the week. Alright, so, Izzy, let us know. Well, who do we got today? Who do we so got this today, weekend? today, our special guest is DJ Grande. So, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> we need that little box, bro. <laughs> We need the sound effects. So, DJ Grande has been DJ for 18 years, 18 plus years, and he's worked with um, re- uh, record, um, record, pools, uh, record, record pools, record labels, also he's worked with uh, Grammy winners, like such as Angel Lopez, um, let's see, Daddy Yankee. You've been on the red and, carpet, huh? Yeah, you've been on the red Jeez. carpet. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. he's been on the red carpet, and also, you know, and... A local celebrity. Local celebrity. Say, you know what's crazy? Crazy fact is that I used to, not that I don't still, but I remember when I first heard of you, I was like, damn. Like, I want to my mic and say it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, dude, you still to this day, like, you, we were just having a conversation yeah. earlier. Like, you've always been the DJ that kind of is a well-rounded DJ. As far as you're going to bring in a good presentation, you're going to deliver, deliver good music, and... Everyone's gonna have a good time with your with your with your show, pretty much. Well, um, first of all, thanks guys for having me on. You know, uh, I was follow the moment, and I I do mean what I say when support your locals. You know, I I back it up. You know, everybody when they invite me on or whatever, I try to be there for them as much as I can. Um, and going back to what you said, Chuy, um, it, what what's funny is. I still don't consider myself an OG, so to speak, about, uh, you know, like, I guess the whole DJ Grande character or whatever, because, I mean, I kind of separate that from my normal self. Like your normal daily Yeah, 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 I don't bring it at home, you know, you know, not that I'm being a fake or anything, it's just, I bring it up a notch when I have to, when the lights are on, so to speak. You know, so that's what it is. But yeah, no, definitely. I just been doing it for a long, long time. You know. Yeah. Tell us how you started, bro. Uh man. Well, I love music since I can remember. You know, since I was a little kid. Uh, I put on music when I was cleaning. When I was whatever it is that I was doing. You know, music has always been part of me. I never thought I was gonna be a DJ. Uh, growing up, I. I, as a matter of fact, I didn't even know I was going to do something with music. But music was always part of my life. Long story short, um, how I became a, a DJ, so to speak, um, I collected music through the years. So next next thing you know, I had over five, 600 CDs. Damn. You, had the, you had the tower? The yeah, tower. I had the tower. Well, I had actually <laughs> folders. Yeah, the binders too? Yeah, the binders. I had, I had like at least... Like five of them? No, I have more, bro. Yeah. I had at least like like ten, eight binders Damn. full of music. You know, but you're a Latino, yeah. so you have everything. You have old school, you have hip hop, you have the quebraditas, the cumbias. You had genres. Yeah, I had oh, genres. You had a record pool. Yeah, I had a record pool. <laughs> <laughs> With binders. Record pools when, bro, when, you when collected when you all the, na- the now, the nows, the now yeah. Devons. I was Napster <laughs> before Napster, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. And, and so I just collected all this music and then, um, you know, growing up, party crews were a thing, you know, back in the day. So I was part of a party crew, you know, and we threw a big ass um, New Year's party. Mm-hmm. And um, our cousin, Alex, 
uh, he ended up borrowing a mixer from a local DJ. And pretty much what he did, he connected to Walkmans. <coughs> so all you're doing is just <coughs> messing around with the mixer with volumes and stuff. Yeah. So he's like, Randy, you know, you know, you got to bring your CDs, man, because <laughs> this is going to party, right? <laughs> oh, hell, like, you were known for the binders? <laughs> yeah, Yo, pull up. I, I, I was, because like, dude, we got how, you know, all kinds of people here. So I'm like, all right, you know, and he's like, I'll teach you. You know, and I'm like, all right, let's do it. And then, um, so, so your teacher was teaching you on Walkmans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was teaching me on Walkmans, but we didn't have a mic that night. So we were using, uh, the, he the headphones as yeah. mic. Cause you could do that. I, I, I learned that throughout the years. Honestly, I, I used to DJ kind of a little bit, yeah. but yeah, I think probably like five, six years ago. Um, a, a good DJ friend of mine was doing that. I was like, what are you doing? He was like, you could do that. I was like, what? Like, I didn't know that. You could do that, but then you can mess, mess up the outlet of, oh, yeah. of the, uh, the headphone. Okay. So, meaning you can mess up your own headphones. Oh, so yeah, which, yeah. that's what happened to us. Oh, okay. We messed up the headphones by using the mic too much with the headphones. So, he's like, dude, we can't hear what we're playing. You know your CDs. So you kind of have to rock that rest of the night. Yeah. I ended up taking over the party. And let me tell you, it was a rush that that I was like, I want to do this. Yeah. Like that night, it was, we had like. DJ Grande yeah, was crazy. Yeah, DJ Grande was born. Like it was a New Year's party, 2004. And we had over 300 Was it, was it a paid event or was no, it? No, no, no. Oh, was it no, this was just a party crew party. It oh. wasn't even, we didn't even charge No, wait, so you're telling me the whole, okay. So the whole party's been thrown with two Walkmans. Yeah, two Walkmans, good, decent speakers. Yeah, and CD Walkmans? Yeah, CD Walkmans. Yeah. Who, who hired this DJ? <laughs> who was your party organizer? Know, right? <laughs> well, these guys, and it was from New Year's from 2004 to, to yeah. so we were entering 2005. Mm -hmm. So that's when DJ Gandhi was born. And, and man, I, not even a week later, I went to buy my own mixer. And I, I practiced with Walkmans at first. Oh, damn. So you <laughs> got a mixer with some Walkmans in there? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So I, I, what I learned right <laughs> away is what to play. Yeah. And that's that's it. That's all you got as a DJ. Doesn't matter what how you mix, it's what you play for the crowd. So I knew that was my it. That was my biggest strength, which is the biggest strength anybody can have, because you don't need to mix good in order for you to play the right song. It's, for, it's good. It requires a lot of people you know? skills to be able to read vibes, yeah. read energies, read yeah. like. You know, you're Control, reading out a good crowd, you yeah. know? That's crazy. So that was something that I learned right off the bat, like what to play for the people, you know, and, and being controlled the crowd. Because you gotta you gotta be in control, being the man. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, like that first year I choked uh, at least two, three times, like, because I was learning. Yeah. I, I did my first All American. <laughs> <laughs> Trump supporter party, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I chucked, I chucked that one up, bro. Yeah, like literally, they were pissed at me. But I told the guy, "Look, I'm barely learning." He's like, "No, my DJ quit on me." Like this was like last minute, bro. Like he literally called me the night before, and he knew that I was learning. So he's like, "Grande, you you got you know you got help me out. I'll pay you." Like I'm like, bro, like I, I don't even have that much music. Especially for an all American party. American party, you know, Caucasian party. How do we prepare for that? Like, what well, I, I the YMCA song choice. You know what's funny, bro? I, I knew about that music, but I, I wasn't like all there. Like, I, I was there, but I wasn't all there. I was more in the old school crowd, like lean like a cholo. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, bro. So the whole disco. You were more into like the, the ocean side. The, the ocean side. Like, yeah, bro. <laughs> So I, bro, that crowd was not dancing to any of the stuff I was playing. I was getting requests, which at that time, the internet wasn't too much of a big thing. So you couldn't download music. And I didn't have a laptop, you know, because Serato was barely created at that time. Yeah. So it wasn't a thing yet, yeah. you know, so I, I chucked it up. Yeah. And I wanted to retire right after that party. I, I felt horrible. Damn. 
Hell yeah. It was my first worst haircut, so to speak. <laughs> Damn. We got a lot of I, I messed that up. Yeah, but see, like, if you, like, very anal about being all... A specific way? Yeah. yeah. You're like, or man, like I'm perfectionist. So, yeah, yeah per- perfectionist. Yeah, there you go. Then, yeah. So what the name? How, how did the name come about? Like the Grande? Grande. Grande. No. First of all, you gotta compensate, so you gotta call yourself Grande. Grande. You know the whole nickname Grande. It, it really came through the crowd that I kicked it with. I was always the older one. You know, mm. I, I guess you could say everybody was kind of little around me. You know, and so you're like the older figure. Yeah, yeah, I was the older for you. So, so you're you are the OG. You're the original yeah, OG. Yeah, I am the OG. So yeah, it's funny. I've always been the the bigger one in, in my crowd. The I older guess. one, older one and bigger one too. Oh, damn. Because you gotta remember, I was three hundred pounds. Oh, true. That's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so true. I was not only the, 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 the oldest one, right. but I was the the biggest one too. What what led to those three hundred pounds? Uh, you know what? The good life, bro. Is it the DJ life? <laughs> Uh, lack of sleep, I guess you could say lack of sleep, late nights. No, and... he used to wear a jacket. You know what's funny though? I, for six months, I proved myself, I proved everybody wrong that you could still work at a fast food restaurant and be in shape. And I, I worked with the trainer for six straight months. I actually learned the whole process. Um, but, uh, I let the whole party life take over, and I just didn't care. The no. drinking, the burgers, drinking burgers, late nights. No, I could just yeah. imagine. I still yeah. remember going back to like I'm telling you, yeah. I've known you for a very, very long time. I was, I'm telling you, like the quinceañeras and all that. That's that's who the DJ was. That's yeah. why if you if Grande was there, like oh dope, yeah. let's go because. You know it's gonna get dope. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know you knew that, about yeah. me. <laughs> bro. Like I'm you know? telling you, it was. Let me remind you of some names. So it was you at the time. Uh-huh. It was Naughty and it was Capone. Mm. That's wow. that, that's that's how wow. back then. Though, and that was like the trio of like if one the of those DJs is gonna be the best DJs in North County, that's is gonna be. And if, if you can't, like, damn, if you can't get them in your party, just cancel it because like <laughs> no, no, no. And it's funny. Nobody even wanted to sell me that. Yeah, also. no, <laughs> it was crazy because I mean. I mean, I know you know Omar and the DJ Max at yeah. the time. Like, they're barely popping up, and it was like, yeah, you could get them, but like these guys are like the the OGs, the experienced yeah. ones. Like, you know that they they know what they're, what they're doing at the no, time. No, especially Naughty. Um, I when I first even when I first started, Naughty was still doing it for a while already before me. So I used to look up to Naughty, like as far as like the gigs. Yeah. So when I, I was taking my notes, like, during the quinceañeras that Nari would DJ, that's how I would take my notes, like, because Nari, you know, to me, it, it he always had it, you know, like, as far as, like, being in control of the crowd, reading the crowd. So Nari, to me, it's even a bigger OG, you know what I'm saying? Because he was doing it longer than me. Yeah. You know, if anything, I was trying to catch up to him. At one point, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Cause yeah, yeah I, I still remember the, yeah, those times first starting. Yeah, I had Naughty for my 18th birthday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I had Naughty Capone and and uh, Omar. Omar, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I believe that's how Omar learned. He yeah, learned through Naughty. Cause when when Omar. Omar came to my 18th birthday party, he was barely. It was 2008, Eight. Wow. 2008, and he was like, I think he was just transitioning from yeah. DJ Max to DJ. Young O and oh. and it was he was actually the 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 opening setup for Naughty and stuff you know so it was wow. it was a dope it was a dope time yeah. back then it good was times. Yeah, good was. times yeah. learning times learning times yeah. damn so all of, so the, you said about approximately eighteen years into the industry yeah uh, since two thousand four yeah. how long into four. it did you decide because I know you're now full time doing this like this is your gig and i know maybe maybe we have a lot of different people listening and mm-hmm. maybe somebody might be aspiring to become a dj like how long into the the your career did where you're like i can now leave a daytime job or i could leave something like that and i want to commit to this like full-time like was it more like hey i know it's worth it, it's gonna pay off or was it kind of like 
I'm gonna just do it because this is my passion. I like like doing it, and it because of that now it's paying off. Like, well, to me, and I'm gonna use a very um, old cliche saying, kind of cheesy, but it is true for me. And it's I didn't chose this path. This path chose me, and and I, I live by that. You know, I felt like I was always driven towards that path because even because I used to work, like he said, from job to job and and it didn't quite work out. And but music was always kind of there. And I didn't I didn't think of the whole DJ life as a business, as a career. You know, I never took it that serious till like it was want to say two years later. I started taking it serious, uh, thanks to my other brother, Joel. You know, he was like, when he first heard me, he's like, dude, you got something going on. Like, let me help you out. Because it, it takes a lot uh, investing for equipment oh, and yeah. stuff. And he, he, yeah, very expensive. Very People expensive. don't realize how expensive it is. Yeah. And, and so he's like, let me help you out. And, and thanks to him, he got me going in a, a as far as like equipment wise. And he was like my chalan, you know, yeah. too. Cause you do need help too. You know, you gotta have, find your right hand man. Uh, Cause this is a lot of equipment and then it, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in parties and gigs, especially the big ones, the big quinceaneras and, and big weddings. He was like your road manager for like- Yeah, yeah, he was like the the, the one to punch, you know? Damn, the setup, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, I come from a, my background, my dad yeah. used to do he was a musician. He yeah. used to own a, a Norteño Urupo and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, I remember I remember going to Hacienda and setting up and, like, you're going to help me set up the serving Vegas and the JBLs. Yeah. And then, you know, two on each side. And then I got to go take you home because you can't be here after, you know? Yeah. That's funny. And and so, yeah, I mean, I, I started taking it more serious. And then uh, that's when I met George, um, which is my other partner now, uh, Music Junkies. Um he was also DJing. So he also, he taught me the the club side of things. Because uh, he was more of the club DJ. Mm -hmm. Which is a whole different level than than house, party, house parties. Yeah. You know, uh, he taught me how to mix. He actually taught me how to blend the, the music. Mm -hmm. You know, because you can't just pop the music. Like, yeah. <laughs> how so I was doing it. Yeah, so you were doing, right before him, you were just kind of like. Yeah, I was throwing, just throwing you just good music. Just <laughs> good music. That's it. And I was getting by. And don't get me wrong. That's what I'm saying. I got by for almost a year and a half, almost two years. Like, I really got by. Like, people loved the way I rocked it, even though I couldn't mix. Like, I couldn't mix, mix. I was just throwing one song after another. And then George came in into the picture. We spoke and we clicked. We clicked right off the bat too. And I'm like, hey, bro, like, because I heard him on a duo. I want to mix like that, you know? And he's like, come over to my house. So I, that's when I started taking the other steps. Yeah. So it was little steps that I was taking. I never took, I never went all in, you know? Down the road, that's when I went all in. Because I was, like I said, I was jumping from job to job. I was even a bartender at one point. And... And I was getting my bartending license and stuff. And, you know, the restaurant industry was cool and everything, but my passion was this. Yeah, the music. The music. And then that's when uh, all these we uh, websites were barely growing as far as um, as a producer, remixer, editor yeah. to sell your music, you know, for other DJs. So how long is that, the, the, the record pool, like the online, how long... Has that been like in the industry? It, it's been an issue for a long time. Even like back in like the early 2000s, the problem, it, it was not so big how it is now. It's crazy because you know? you're part of this history now. Yeah. Like it's crazy because down the line, DJ's going to look back and be like, yo, like this DJ back then, DJ. Yeah. Even though you don't see it like that, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, I see it like that. I usually have a big vision for stuff like that. No, it, it's funny you say that because you know we go to New York, we go to like Miami to play uh, these other cities, and the the DJs will be like, "Oh, I never heard of you guys." <laughs> They're gonna go take a bathroom break. I go to their laptop. I I search music junkies. They got like 
10,000 remixes yeah. from us. I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> you need to stop. <laughs> you know, but, but hey, you know, it, it's funny because now, by now, I'm very confident to say that uh, all, if not all the DJs, 99% of the DJs, they have a Music Junkies remix, edit, whatever you want to call it, you know, because yeah. we've been doing it for a long time. That, that During that time in 2007, that's where we started learning behind the scenes. The, the behind the music, so to speak, and and another, we met another guy, and he's like, "Okay, you guys are great, but you guys need to learn how to produce music, how to make music better, you know, how to make your own edits." So you guys learned that together. Yeah, me and George were started learning the programs. Oh damn! Yeah, yeah. I was never a computer geek till I started getting to. You're programs. a Walkman dude. Yeah, I was a Walkman <laughs> dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. I I never. Age of the dinosaurs. Yeah. 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 At, least, dinosaurs. Hey, at least you you weren't that DJ that brought the whole computer box. Yeah, yeah, bro. Pretty much. Oh, oh. So yeah. you ever end up doing that? Yeah, no. no. I went to a wedding one time, bro. It was like a uh, backyard wedding, and the mm. DJ legit like brought like the white box to the computer, like everything, like oh, I'm not playing, bro. No, no, I never like, did that, bro. I never did that. The whole tower and shit. Yeah, the whole yeah, tower. Yeah, yeah. The screen. You know, yeah, like, it's because. The towers they have more memory. Yeah. So I I get it. It looked kind of ghetto, you know, and stuff. But for you save your ass from fucking failure. Yeah, you know what it was because I saw it at the clubs too. Like, no way. Yeah, the resident DJs they had the box, but they had it down. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, damn. Damn. I was like, damn. I was, yeah. I'm like, I'm already imagining. Like, I wonder how they walked up to inside the club with it. Yeah. Like, actually, my new one had a big one oh, in, really? in Caribe, back in Caribe days. Like, this is 2007 shit, bro. Damn. Yeah, yeah, he had one, but it was because he had a lot of memory. It goes back to it's a laptop. Not the same, yeah. Laptops, you couldn't. You couldn't monster your laptop how you can now. Mm-hmm. Even though the new laptops are garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't buy the new laptops. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, bro. It uh, sounds like you had a bad experience. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. The Mac, Apple, they don't care about DJs. So mm-hmm. they're making it strictly just for business. Yeah. So if you buying a new Mac, I suggest not to until they fix that problem. <laughs> Meaning memory and, and compatible. For DJ uh, equipment, okay. you know that's that's the problem every DJ is having right now. Some of them, at least. Los compran nada computadora. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, I just bought one right now, but we'll see. But you, do, is it different from like producing and stuff? Like the as far as equipment, or do you have to have two different sets of of equipment? Yeah, well. I'm the type of guy that I will use one laptop for everything, which is the wrong thing to them. But I love to use, like, for example, my phone. And people always ask me, how come you don't go buy a GoPro? I'm like, do I have <laughs> I have the camera on my phone? Like, that's why I bought the latest phone. You know, I'm one of those guys. Mm-hmm. So if I, could, if I don't need it right away, uh, I won't buy it. But it has gotten to that point where I need two separate laptops. I need one for production and one for just strictly DJing, which that's always a smart thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you should always have one laptop strictly for DJing, just for that reason. Que lo hace chacarilla. You know, yeah. you're going to maximize your laptop, yeah. your Friday laptop, you know. Yeah. And then, yeah, all the beating that's going to take. How does it feel now that you've gotten all this far and you can actually say, like, I get, I get paid to do what I do, do what I love, and it's like it's music, and you don't have you don't just work like individual gigs like you actually make music for a living. Well, and you get paid for it, and you work from home, and you don't go, you don't you clock in at home. Yeah, you don't gotta go anywhere else. How does that feel? Well, at first I didn't look at it like that. I I was like I said I was going with the flow. Music, again, music, this path just kind of took me there, you know, and I should have been a lot smarter at the beginning about the business side of, of the music industry, because unfortunately there is a business side of, of this thing, but I guess that's when I learned the whole term, love what you 
do and you never have to work again in your life, right? But you also have to make a living out of it. You know, you have to learn how to make money out of it, you know? So that's when I started learning the business of it. And I tell people, people think I... I don't have headaches with this business and I don't go with the struggles and all that stuff. And this is, I, I, this is how I find out love what you do. Meaning the minute I'm in the zone doing this music thing, it makes me forget that I'm working. That's what they mean about love what you do. Doesn't mean that the headaches are not going to be there, that you're not going to put up with the BS or the, bosses or people because you still kind of put up with all that stuff you still got to put up with people you still got to put up with bosses you're never really your own boss you know you, no matter how big you are or how big you get you know but what makes the path go as smooth and easy is the fact that you love what you do that's what makes it worth it it's what's what makes it worth it and and that's that's the easiest ways that that I can explain that because um yeah I still I'll still struggle with that I still you know have my headaches with it you know I still have to deal with people you know and just like everybody else it's just that the difference is I don't clock a 9 to 5 and and but that's what makes it even harder yeah. I don't clock in I have to go and chase my money I have to go and chase this thing. Yeah. I have to hustle. Yeah. I have to tell my clients, hey, psh, you know, I'm available. Yeah. What's up? You know, like, like, yeah, you know, like, I have to hustle my gigs, everything. So uh, people think this whole entrepreneur life, it's, it's easy. And no, dude, you have to put in, you have to hardcore put in the work more than the one that's going to clock in nine to five. You know, so you're working a lot more than a nine to five. You're yeah. always on the clock. Type yeah, you're always on the clock. Like there's days where that's why I tell my wife, like, like, don't think like, though, I was in and out of this computer this whole time. And it makes me feel like I was working the whole day, which I kind of was. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not the, the, the common physical labor job, mm -hmm. but it's a mind like it's wearing like type job. It's still work. It's work is work, you know? Yeah. And I guess the only physical part is, is, for example, on the weekends when you're actually working at the gigs, you stay up till like two in the morning, three in the morning, whatever, come back home. Yeah. Yeah. So that I know you brought up a really cool, well, not cool, but like it's a really touchy subject right there. Like, how do you balance that? Like, how long have you been married for? Like, how do you balance that? Like, family and then it, I bet it's hard working at home, like. Cause you're home. That, yeah. That's that's your job. You're there. You can like like sometimes I feel like I'm I'm here at home. You know I'm I'm with my family. I love it. But you know going to work from doing what we'd love to do. Mm -hmm. I'm sure going to a gig it feels that way. But when you're at home, how do you balance like family time like with with your wife time? Like how how does that how do you do that? Well, actually, um, COVID um, helped me on that department. Um, I was a single bachelor guy for a long time, for in and out. I was in and out of relationships. I couldn't like keep steady on on a relationship. You know, it didn't work out. You know, so finally I met the one. You know, and it was what like four years ago. Mm -hmm. I've been four years with my wife already, officially married a year. You know. And living together for almost two years already, and it, it, it's it it was a process at the beginning, cause you know, like uh, like you said, I was you know mo mostly at home now. I still had a nine to five at the beginning, which was still the whole music stuff. You know, I was actually going to office in San Diego before COVID, mm -hmm. but after COVID, uh, we went remote. So it was kind of cool because then I get, that's what, that's what I'm saying. That's where COVID came in and, and it helped me become a better family man, you know? So I, I took on that challenge. I took on that role. Like, all right, you know, I need to be a better father. I need to be a better husband, uh, whatever, you know, just 
Better love us. Yeah, better love us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, 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 yeah. So it was the gift and the curse for my business because that was like my new challenge, and I, I fell in love with it too. Like be the better family man, you know. So I had a, I step up my game. I started cooking more. I started, you know, cleaning more. I was always been a cleaning guy, so either way, I. I, I I don't know. I took on the whole the whole family life, you know, and and it was really cool, you know. Obviously, now that things are opening up, it's like I kind of, you know, I'm like, damn, I gotta leave my little one now, you know. Mm-hmm. Like like the, now that's hitting me. <clears throat> that's what I'm saying. It was the gift and the curse. I got used to the whole family man. I I guess I needed that break because I've been going at it at this DJ thing for. 17, 18 years, whatever you want to call it. It was nonstop for me. Like, I literally, I cannot remember the last time I stopped for almost a whole year, let alone a week, two weeks. Because you travel and everything. Yeah, yeah, I travel. I was constantly, every weekend, I was playing. Trust me, since the day I started. You know, like, whether it was a small gig, big gig, whatever it was. And so this COVID thing happened, and and I finally got my break. So I became a human again. <laughs> so I, I you had a COVID shot? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how how much yeah. longer you're gonna be a human for. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. So so I mean, I guess. Does I, it feel I, cool to travel? To know you get paid and you travel, and like music has got you to places and travel and. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that that feels really good. I, actually, the best experiences I had was doing the whole um, working with artists, you know, and and them getting us to the red carpets, the billboards, the Grammys and stuff. That was that was a really cool moment <clears throat> for me, but you, you couldn't get caught up in the hype because you were there, but you weren't there. Yeah. You know? Like, you were there physically, but talent-wise, you weren't there, you know? And I, I guess that's humbling because then it makes you want to get there, you know? Okay. Yeah. So. Damn, Damn that's a different point of view of seeing yeah, it there. Yeah. I never thought I about, never it, like, about like, it like, you're there, but you're not, you're there. not there. So explain, elaborate mm-hmm. on that, because, I mean, I, that's well, yeah, you, you, you come back, you, you go in with empty pockets, you come back with empty pockets. You know, like, so it's it's just opportunities that you're you're willing to take at, at the beginning. Because I know, like right now, I feel in your career you're so so advanced in it at, at a local point of view that we're seeing you. But there's still a lot more. There's a big gap that you, that is that something that you're trying to achieve? Is that something a different avenue you're trying to do? By being in the red carpet, did that like kind of like spark that up a little more like i want to do certain things or, or how does that how do you keep yourself motivated well that's the thing uh yes it keeps you motivated um but then you do start after a few years you do start wondering how much longer do i keep pushing because uh, like i said you're knocking at the door but that door just is still closed yeah it's not opening yeah it's still it's still closed and, and you're trying to find yourself why, you know, you, you're doing everything right or you think you are, you know, that, that's what I'm saying. It changes, some changes got to come in in the process. And, and so that's what makes it fun. But yeah, it's, so it's the whole risk reward thing. How much longer do you keep going? And how far, how much farther do you want to get? But that's why you gotta spread your wings, and you gotta start not only being good at that, but you gotta start being good at this and this and that. And that's why I tell people, I'm not just a DJ. You know, I'm producing music, so I gotta, you know, I gotta cater to that craft, and then I gotta learn some other two, three crafts because I gotta have Plan B, C, or D. Yeah. In case Plan A fails. Yeah. You know, so I guess that's my if that answered your question. Yeah, I mean, no, because yeah. I mean, you mentioned 18, 18 mm-hmm. years, like that's a lot of years yeah, to, yeah. to stay motivated and stay consistent. I always talk, I mean, I've talked to Izzy in the past, I, I talk to my students, it's always like keep your foot on the gas and don't let go, keep your foot on the gas, and it's kind of like 
damn, when do you let go? I know a whole year passed by COVID. You, you, we were all kind of told to let go. <clears throat> do you think this whole COVID, um, like era that we went through, impacted the industry as far as DJing? I know that as far as at the clubs, I know, and elaborate a little more on that. But I'm talking about as like at the the amount of DJs that there was before COVID mm-hmm. compared to the amount of DJs that there is now. Did that affect anything? Did, uh, did some people just fall off and let me go work at a regular job? I, I'm not going to do this well, no more. Because... Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw it affecting the business big time. I saw a lot of DJs like selling their stuff. Um, unfortunately, the laptops, their equipment, uh, their trucks for bigger equipment, and it was it was kind of sad actually. It was like, damn. And I was the one of the fortunate ones that I wasn't just doing gigs. But again, <clears throat> I had to find plan B and C. You know, like I wasn't just doing gigs. I was actually working for a record pool. And they were providing me uh, with the work, labor, so I can do this uh, music production and, and remixes and stuff. So I was that's how I was able to get by, you know. But... At the same time, let's say that doesn't work out, but you know music production already. You can get into the industry. Again, you got to go and hustle. You can get into, like, being a e- 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 special effects guy for movies and stuff. There's jobs out there. You just got to go and chase them. Yeah. Because you know you, these programs. And you can stay, you're still doing what yeah, you're Yeah, you're still doing it. your whole music stuff. It's just going to, it's going to change, but you, you got to know when to change path. You think um, adapting helps a lot rather than just being like, nah, this is what I do. This is what I want. Is, is that something that, like adapting to the industry, is that something that's helped you stay in, in the game for this long? Yes. I want to say, yes, you always got to adapt uh, whether it's the new wave of music that's coming out, um, the new controllers are coming out. Everything you got, you have to adapt. If you don't adapt, you might as well retire. Why? Because then you're gonna fall behind. Yeah, it's one of those things that I feel <coughs> like with, with any like our industry too. Like, yeah. is if you don't adapt, I actually talked. I I used to work at a salon suite. Mm-hmm. I talked to this lady. She's been, I think she was like in her late fifties, and she said she's been cutting for like. Um, maybe she was in her 60s so she mm-hmm. was cutting for like 40 something years I'm like what do you like what keeps you motivated what do you what do you have to do to do, be doing this so you just gotta change you gotta go with the vibes you gotta change with the with the styles you gotta change and it was she, it was an older lady wearing bands you know like ripped denim jeans and like I'm like okay like old lady like chill but <laughs> you yeah. know it, I think it's one of the biggest things that a lot of people and then it's just a, men- a mental game you know a lot yeah. of people just get stuck and like I, I want to do things this way and, and it, it has to be this way and if it's not that way but I mean adapting really 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 helps out yeah and you, you have to kind of catch yourself not being steady you know, because if you keep it steady, then you're just being the same over and over again. And you got to adapt new tools, new ways to re- reinvent yourself, so to speak, every time. Because you're right. You know, you're going to do this for a long time. So you, how do you keep it going? You know, how do you keep re-energizing yourself? Or, you know, you just got to stay better and... and I hate the new guys that are coming out with all this stuff or the new hairstyles or whatever. But to me, everything goes in circles. Kind of like, like, like fashion, you said, yeah. like, like fashion, like, like hair, hair, hair came back. Mm-hmm. I was telling people, dude, there was fates uh, from like 2000 to like 2010. Every, all, everything you see in the guys was fates. Like one, like zero on the sides. And like one on top for a long time, yeah. like in a little lineup here, maybe and you wouldn't the, see. The Chalinio haircut. Yeah, right? Chalinio or mm. Pelon, like me. I lasted Pelon for twenty years. Bro, it's like surprising. Yeah. So many people be- yeah. have walked past you because of yeah. your hair. I know. Oh, yeah, people don't recognize you, bro. I know. I know. You, you need a new photo shoot well, or something. Why, it was part of reinventing myself. It's like, all right, you know, I've been doing this 
this whole pit bull look for for like twenty years, and I'm like, you did. You had the chin strap. You had the like. The what else? Like everything, the like bald yeah. and lineup. You yeah, did the lineup. lineup. Yeah, yeah, you were bald. I was bald. Like forever. And, and it's funny. I never tried to mimic Pitbull. You know, it just happened. It, it just happened. The 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 my thing was You're why did I the go darker bald? version of Pitbull? <laughs> The Nepal version of Pitbull. The North County Pitbull. No, but see, and and it's funny because that that's what I'm saying. Like I, I I never did it for that intention. I only did it because one, I was being lazy with pain for my fate uh, every other week, you know, because I knew better. I was cutting my hair. I I'm one of those that cuts its, its hair like every other week or every week. You know, and I'm one of those. Like I said, for a long time, it was like skin fade, one on top. Like, it was just a fade. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, you know what? I could do it myself. So I just went <laughs> about the cheap ass wall, Walmart fucking clippers. Yeah, I'm one of those. And man. I mean, and now that I, you know, I'm older, I'm like, you know what? That's it. Like, I got to enjoy my hair for the last 10 years, at least. Until I got it. Yeah, before I go bald and gray and all that stuff. So I'm like, all right, let's do it, you know? So I went all in. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Change. Yeah, it was a big change. I have know people that have seen you yeah. and they don't recognize you. No, uh, yeah, people yeah. sit next yeah. to you and yeah. they're at the homies for uh, parties on them. What's up, This one be like, this one walks in with this fucking face mask and like a hat. No, not a hat, but like just walks in with a face yeah. mask or like his yeah. hair all messed up or whatever. He's just not used to the hair on him. No, yeah. and then like everybody walks by and he's like, I know that guy. He didn't say hi to me. <laughs> I'm like, well, like, 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 like your client, what's his name? Um, I don't know. A couple, a couple of them. Oh, yeah. A gordito. He goes like, Grande? Is that you? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah. Was like, yeah. It was like they saw a ghost. I know. For real. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it's, it's a whole year. It's COVID. Like, everybody hasn't seen each other. Everybody. Well, that's funny. I, I never did it with the intention of COVID. Like, I did it right before COVID. Remember? I, I, I was like, all right, I, I need to do this. You know, I I, still, I battle with my weight all the time, so I'm, I was losing my weight again. So I'm like, all right, let's do this. You know, let's make this change. Yeah. You know, so just it, is there? I know you're saying that you battle with your weight. Is there things that you're doing like right now as a DJ? I know there's wear and tear. Like in our industry, there's wear and tear. But as a DJ, I mean, you got the overnights, the carrying heavy equipment, like this. I don't know. There's a lot of factors that play in your industry there's certain things that you do to prevent that like um, i don't know do you have a routine or something or things that you like to do to just kind of alleviate such a, the stress of your industry uh, well that's the thing i think one of my biggest weaknesses um as far as like the wear and tear is my stress level you know i think that's where i find myself where i need to work on the most this is the stress level um, because of the same reason, late nights, early mornings, because I still got to be a family man. Like, I, I come back, you know, from Saturday to Sunday, I come back like three in the morning. I'm still up by six because I become a dad all over again. I become a, a dog owner. <laughs> I got to walk my dog. Husband. You know, a husband. You know, like that's one of the things that how I kind of compromise with my wife. When you ask me about how do you manage this, well, I put in my head already. The minute I clock out being a DJ, I become a family man. So, so it's like living a double life. You have to. You have, you have to, to put in the same amount of work you put in at work. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to stay That's in bed good, and, and good ruin advice. a good Sunday for my sure. daughter and, and, and not bring her to, I don't know, birthday party or whatever just because... Take it uh, to the zoo, or yeah, something. or just because I had a, <clears throat> you know, a long day, yeah. or a long night, I should say. Yeah, it's not, it's not yeah. their fault. You know, it's, it's not, not their fault. How's so. your routine? Like your first travel, coming home, like you had to leave, family, you had to set, you had to do your your remixes, and then you had to 
go on a trip to Texas and then you have it was actually that was stressful no that's what I'm saying it's it's actually if anything excuse me it's more stressful because um I I worry more you know like now it's just not me it's my family you know so I went to Texas two weeks ago and I was team no sleep pretty much because I was still working from there doing the whole music stuff Excuse me, and um, you know, I worried for my daughter, and the first thing I came back, I again, <clears throat> I can't be tired. I need to be a family man, so, so let, all let, jet lag, yeah. right, straight into family. Yeah, like let's go out to eat, whatever, do the whole family stuff. You know, that's play tough. That's that's tough. tough. I know, I, I feel you. I mean, it's hard for me myself. I got three and a wife, he, so I mean. That the only way I could tell you I balance that out and and I do tell myself, um, have that one hour for yourself at the end of the night. So let's say like right now, like everybody's sleeping on my house, that's when I'll, I'll turn on, you know, HBO, Netflix, whatever, and I'll have that one hour for myself at the end of the night. Damn. That was a new you, adjustment. You get the remote at that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, yeah, and, and I do that all the time. I do that all the time, and then, yeah. like, people think He's I'm like, weird. He's like, I got, like, four hours of yeah, myself. I got, like, four hours of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Is he? No, it's like, I'm the whereby. That's yeah, not even... No, like, I do that shit, and people think it's weird. Like, like, like okay. I, I guess I do it subconsciously. I don't think it's yeah, weird. Like, what do you mean you do it for four hours? Like, like... No, I don't do it for four hours. This whole thing, I do it for four hours. No, because, like, you know, like... Working with Chewy, like me working with Chewy now, uh-huh. it's like I, I I stay at his pace. Yeah, like I'm high stress. Yeah, he's high stress. Yeah. So like, foot's on the on the pedal. Like, yeah. bro, we have yeah. meetings. People don't know this. Like, yeah. we have meetings like almost on the daily. Yeah, like on the daily. Like yeah. we're always like, you know, working on shit. Yeah, we're, we're we got that fucking gas on the pedal, and then it's like we gotta come home to family. I don't got kids, uh-huh. but I do have dogs, and then I do have my girl. And yeah, you I, still I have to be girl. attentive, That's and it's like. I have my family, like my my immediate family, mm-hmm. and then I have my family with my girl. Like that's her her dad and her yeah. mom, and it's like we live together. So it's like you gotta accommodate that, and then you still gotta accommodate like your immediate family because we're a family of like fucking yeah. eight, so it's a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like you gotta check in like how's mom doing, right? Because mm-hmm. she's always sick and whatever. Luckily, this one she's in Durango. <laughs> so, you know, but I still have like my other siblings, and I gotta be like, hey, what are you guys doing? Whatever, yeah. like, I gotta make those phone calls. You, at least you're good at that, bro. Like, like I'm, I'm the oldest, bro, but I'm not that good at it because, like, I remember mm-hmm. talk to my sister, like, my little one, and you know, she's doing her thing because her wife is going to the military. But I know she's good because she'd be posting on uh, on Snapchat and shit. Okay. I'm like, she's good. I got a report there. But then, like, my sisters and, like, the other ones, they got their own situations going on. And, like, it's like, how are you doing? And then it's like, your nephews, they're Wuscon because you're an uncle now. Yeah. It's oh, like, and man. they're getting fucking older. And they're like, Dio, I want to get a haircut. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, fool, like, <laughs> I don't even got time for you right now, you know? I know. And bro. it's like, and it's like, but it's like, bro, it's, 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 it's bad, but when nighttime comes, like, I, I love that my girl's, like, a fast sleeper. I'm glad my wife is an early sleeper, too. She calls it a day by night, and I'm like, yes. Like, I'll catch up to whatever show I'm watching. Oh, yeah, bro. Like, like, it's me time. It's me time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, bro. You know? Mine's a light sleeper. So, imagínate. Oh, <laughs> I'm over here tiptoeing all over the house trying to make... Bro, and I'm always in the kitchen, so I'm always making all kinds of noise. <laughs> no, I'll give you Mine is a light sleeper. They had... Okay, that's the only one thing that they had to adapt from me that... Because of my hearing. You're fucking noisy as fuck. Yeah, I'm noisy. You know, so I I guess I'm hearing the the TV a little bit louder than what I should. Yeah. But that's because of my hearing, probably. Because you, I'm you're surprised you don't the, have like the, the you got the yeah, earphones, yeah, yeah, the headphones, the wireless I Bluetooth know, headphones. Right? <laughs> yeah, bro, and it's like I love that shit. I love that I get that peace and quiet. Yeah. Like towards the end of the day, especially after like a long freaking day, like a long day. Like we got shop hours. Like right know? now. 
Yeah, like yeah. today. No, today was a long day. Today man. was a long day. Bro. I started at five in the morning. I, 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 you know, you tell me. Wednesdays have my long days. That's yeah. why Wednesdays you can't even find. Damn. And people like people tell me like, dude, how do you start at five in the morning? Like, hey, my guy, like. Early. Yeah. Early. How tired? Tired. Well, yeah, bro. How do you guys cut a hair at four thirty in the morning or something oh, like that? Like, how do you do it? Like, honestly, like, I personally, I personally, <laughs> no, honestly, <laughs> like, you like, you're probably waking up, bro. Like, so, you haven't even warm up your. <laughs> no, see, no, the thing is, is no, the thing is, have you ever? see, the thing is, like, I'm that type of person that. Like, I don't know. I think I have ADHD. I'm like those, those new, I'm probably like the silver teeth kids, you know? Yeah. That was me. Like, when I'm up, like, yeah. I'm doing something, yeah. you know? Like, I may be lazy or something, but I want to be up. I want to be, you know, and I, I don't, I don't want to go to sleep. I'm that kid that, you know, I don't want to go to sleep. I don't want to go to sleep. And okay. I force myself, like, I'll watch something until I get bored or I'll set my phone across the room to charge it just yeah. so I can cr- crash out. Yeah. And that's it. But when I wake up, otra vez, like I'm, I'm ready to go. Oh, I'm, I'm just ready, ready to go. go. Bro, like this one, and I'm like that. I'm not, bro. Yeah, bro, I don't think this. No, this. I'm not. Gonna, I'm know. not. But like he has that standard, and it's like I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep up to. Bro, the I'm trying to warm up. Yeah. And like this one, like he'll he'll send us text messages like at six, six in the morning, and like I'm awake because my yeah. girl goes to, goes to work early. She wakes up like at four thirty, so like, so and she's pretty loud too when she wakes up. <laughs> I told you he has his four hours. Like, like, spread out throughout the day. Yeah, like like I hear her, but I'm like, don't I'm like, don't wake up because <laughs> It's so hard saying no to yeah. my girl, like it's like, cause she, bro, she's a hard worker in the room. No, yeah, happy wife, happy life. You know bro. what I'm saying? No, it's like, it's uh, so oh, instead of saying no, I just like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I go away. But then like this whole Texas, and I already saw it. Like for, uh, like he'll text us at six in the morning or six whatever, and I already saw it. Like I'll either be the first one to respond, I'll wait till someone responds. <laughs> I disconnect from like like the phone and stuff like towards the end of the night but in the morning I'm up I'm that's the time I get I look at all the messages I'm like all right let's start getting people and I'm pretty sure I weird people out like, yeah, that's <laughs> another thing I do at night when it's my me time I pull my phone up far away from same. me bro. Same. I really That's why I don't text Same. back At night I leave my shit in silent If I don't gotta Fuck it wake up earlier Or nothing yeah. I'll put that shit my in silent My notifications are off right now Like I don't want to deal And my girl hates it She's like Why is this always in silent And I'm like Cause like I don't That's it That's it like, Clocked I mean, out Clocked It out. is what it is I mean, But then like You'll catch me on that shit Like texting people back Like cause I'll true. check my Instagram Instagram's really bad It's yeah. bad bro That's why I'm not on there Instagram's no more. really bad I'll dude. be back I'll be back Soon 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 Oh, you're not on there? No, no bro. Yeah. It's been about a I, month. What I did, I just turned off my notifications completely, bro. So, if I get a message but on Instagram, it's when... my business uh, runs through there. Yeah. No, it's I know. Hard. I'm just saying. I'm just like, saying. I don't even know how Chewie's doing it. Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy, but... Well, you're I'm, lucky to have I, steady business. I, I, I've been blessed yeah. that I, I have, like, the, my clientele, yeah. and I have people that reach out directly. Yeah. And it, it was kind of like a personal test, like... You know when you're an alcoholic? Yeah. I was like an Instagramaholic, yes. you know? No, so at this point, I was like, dude, like, what am I doing? I'm like an hour and a half just to respond to all these messages. Yes. Like 14 messages with, you know, like, no. No, I, I know. shouldn't have to be that be that And I, again, one of the new habits, the book habits, yeah. uh, one of the uh, um, oh, new bro, habits. I that shit for that, everybody. That, I know. One of the new habits I created during COVID was... Um, to stay away from my notifications and check on them. So I went literally on every app and turned off all my notifications other than probably WhatsApp because that's where my mom is at. But that's about it, bro. Yeah. Like, even my texts, like, I, I won't hear people. When it's on silent, it's not bro, even vibrating. I hate it when yeah, you, you know? went on WhatsApp and you made the whole yeah. school go on WhatsApp. Why? Cause like and that was just like another. What app. is the thing, bro? That's it. That's what it's. It's like for me, I'm like, I, 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 I another app. Like I, re- 
got these fucking apps. I'm like, you know, that's like the Mexico yeah. app, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, just text me. That's a universal app. Let me tell you a story. <clears throat> let me tell you a story. All right. So, fucking, um, was it May? End of May. End of May. We, um, decide to take a trip to Ensenada, right? Mm-hmm. And we get an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Now, this, this is linked to the WhatsApp thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. We get an we get an Airbnb and then I look it up. I I send it to like in a group chat like or hey yo, we guys think cool. Uh, we we're with people that don't really complain, so I'm like ah eh, straight. This is an Airbnb. Pictures of it. It's yeah. cool. It's whatever. I look at the map. You know how in, in Airbnb they'll have like a little map. Yeah. I zoom in. I was like, all right, cool. It's like a couple blocks away from the beach. It's not that bad. Cool. Book it. We're good. The day of, where like we're trying to meet, um, I'm coming from Valle de Guadalupe. Mm-hmm. Izzy's coming from Tijuana. Yeah. And then and then I send them the address. Yes. Once it's getting closer, I copied and pasted the address. Yeah. And then he's looking it up. He didn't. He hadn't even told me nothing. Yeah. And then I type in the address. Valle de Guadalupe to an Ensenada is about thirty minutes. It's not that far. Yeah. So I'm like, all right. Um, I'm sure it was like a that, thirty minutes. Yeah. The the maps told me it was like an hour and thirty minutes away, and, where were we? and it was in El Centro de Tijuana. And we had got in El Centro, and we got into the. Into Izzy the, was already in Ensenada. I was already driving towards Ensenada, and I'm like, wait, like, I know we're meeting up, but this shit, like, when I got to Tijuana, I said I was twenty seven minutes away. Yeah, so, I call him right because I sent him an address as I was leaving Valle de Guadalupe. I'm like, I'll type in the address as soon as I get down the hills yeah. and, and I'll, after breakfast, whatnot. I get type in the address and I'm like, at this point, I'm pissed off. Yeah. I call it Izzy. I'm like, yo, are you seeing what I'm seeing? He's like, I, he's like yeah, kind of. Like, I was a little confused too. I was like, bro, this address is in the middle of TJ. It's in the Centro. And then, in the Centro. Yeah. Like, and then, like, I would zoom into the address and it would say Centro de Ensenada. And I was like, I wonder if that's a street called El Centro de Ensenada. Yeah. I was pissed, bro. I'm like, I'm like, they're like, we'll reach out to the person from the Airbnb. I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, fuck it. I'll like, like, we got fucking uh, scammed. Yeah, I'm like, we got scammed, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm already telling my girl, look for hotels. Fuck it, we ruined our, our trip. Yeah. We're just going to have to pay extra for a fucking hotel, hotel around here. Man. I don't want to go all the way to TJ. Yeah. And then I was like, well, maybe, fuck it, we'll party in TJ. I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. You know, I was like, yeah. a lot of shit was going through my head. I was getting yeah. fucking irritated. And I and I hit up the lady on uh, whoever the person was. It was ended up being a lady on um, on the Airbnb app. I was like, hey, you know what? It's kind of like like I didn't I didn't place a uh, to stay here. Mm-hmm. I chose to be in this and now nah, it's kind of messed up that your 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 directions are misleading. I was kind of like going off yeah. on the lady through obviously through little little WhatsApp. yeah WhatsApp yeah. messages. No 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 not when before the WhatsApp. It was the Airbnb. Oh, okay. And then she was like, um. Do you have WhatsApp? <laughs> and then I was like, yeah. And I sent her my number. And she's like, I'm going a, I'm to a message you through there. I was like, cool. She messaged me through there. And yeah. she's like, hey, I just, like, I'm going to just drop the pin location because you, we are blocks from Ensenada. We are what we say we are. It's just that if you're using your Apple Maps, it gives you a different, different address. address in Mexico. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. And I was mad, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yes, bro. Maps does not work in Tijuana. Bro, you, bro, you know, know how maps yeah. don't work in Tijuana? That shit said that. We coming back, that shit said us at Cetri, and we're like, fuck me, I'm about to pay 5,000 dollars Even when you send me the address right now, and I open it, I'm like, because this fool didn't send me the zip code. He just sent me, like, the oh, number. that's how he sends it to me. I know, I'm like... <laughs> When you open it on the Apple Maps, uh, this is, I don't trust it because it will send you somewhere. Else. Yeah, somebody was telling me something about um, Google has a better satellite or something Google like that. Has a better so satellite. I've been trying to transition, but I, I want to stay low. To I have both. I have yeah. both for the same reason. I used to uh, deliver cars. That's how I learned the whole mm-hmm. navigation system because they would tell us that just use Google. It's more accurate. And mm-hmm. that's what I learned. I, I would deliver cars. Um, through enterprise. Okay. Yeah. So we'll buy the. I mean, not buy like. Unless you're my brother, Jorge, you fucking know maps through your fucking back of your your brain. <laughs> no, no, who uses the old school one? The the one with the like, bug. Like el mapa. It's like el mapa. No way. Ese güey se sabe calles. Yeah. Like fuck, motherfucker. Saca el compas, güey. Saca el compas. Yo, güey. Fucking that shit by compass, bro. 
Yeah. Like, it's like... Hey, se chupa el dedo, lo saca por la ventana. Yeah. Para sí, güey, es like... Sí, wey. Wey. Y fucking llega a con la chica. Sí, sí, sí. Seguía por las estrellas. No, sí, güey. Some people just stay OG hey. like that, bro. Bro, that yeah, phone knows how to get their places. He just... hung out with the Santos Reyes, that's why. Sí, yeah. For real, bro. Like, ese güey, like, I'm like... Ese güey, sacan el compás en no, el wey, desierto. No, güey, ese güey nos mete todos en el pinche carro, like, so, like, your truck. He'll fucking put the whole family in there. Why? And then he'll fucking, he'll get us there. Yeah. Like, seeing fucking GPS ni nada. I'm like, how do you know? Oh, I remember this one time, you know, we did a party here, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then, like, I was like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah. Like, I would have done it. Bro, it's unfortunate. Even to go to the store, I use fucking. <laughs> <laughs> <You're stupid. laughs> I'm sorry, man. Se ve bonito. Se ve bonito en el dashboard. He's like, I'm going to go to Stater Brothers in this Part of, uh, hey, but you part. know what is crazy? You know what, bro? I'm scandalous like that. Unfortunately, yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, he's like, yeah, he's bro. like, I don't know my city very well, bro. so I'm just gonna GPS the bitch. You know, sometimes I just do it for the traffic. And then, and then that's just like five minutes away. <laughs> but you're right, you're right. It's yeah, something it's that we just came traffic. accustomed to. That it's like something accessible. Yeah. And I personally do the same thing. I'll put it in there. I know where I'm going, but I just want to know how long it's going to take. Yeah. yeah. You do it for the school. Home. And then, Top yeah. The and then it's the race. The race to, like, yeah. I want to beat the time. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a, oh, yeah, motherfucker. You are so yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, you feel accomplished. You, you say like, 12 minutes? 12 minutes. Five, but, bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> I got you an eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you die? That's just funny, though. That's just dope. Damn, I mean, we've moved on to a new era. But, I mean, um, yeah. Um, Wait, thanks for more, having us on. Question. Huh? I got one more question. You got more questions? I mean, no, one more. I'm going to ask, ask away. So. Ah, is uh, it? The, so. Ah. It sounds like you had one in the back of your pocket. I did. Hold on. I did. Oh, damn. Okay. I did. Okay. So, everybody knows Apuro the Lord, bro. How did you feel working next to Angel Lopez and actually interacting with someone like that? Um, well, believe it or not, to this day, I still have a relationship with them. I still um, send them out. How did text. you end up working with Grammy artists? I want to know that part. Oh, that was just through the, uh, through the label. Uh, the lady told us um, that we were going to work with this guy named Angel Lopez. I, at that time, it didn't ring the bell. He's like, yeah, he used to have all, all these uh, songs and blah, blah, blah. But she never said what hit songs and stuff. We went through... Um, so you never knew it was going to no, be that angel. I met him and I still didn't know who he was. Like, yet. And let me tell you when it happened. It happened... We were, uh, we were outside, we were drinking. And this was getting late. We were just talking about the song we were going to do and everything. And he started singing. When he started singing, I'm like, why does his voice sound familiar? Like, he started going chords and everything with his voice. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, like, I was like, what the hell? Like, I got starstruck right there. I, that was the, like hardcore. Like I became a little group here and there. Like <coughs> damn. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm like, who doesn't know Puro the Lord? Like it's everybody knows that song. Like, and you know what? He made it easy for me to work with him because he was just very humble and stuff. So it never got to his head that I was starstruck. A starstruck. If anything, he became a mentor in the music industry. In the music business, he he told me a lot of stuff that I learned, and especially performing, because that's some that's not something that it was in my head. The whole being on stage and you know being a hardcore hype man on stage, <clears throat> like I'm a hype man on the decks, but like on stage, stage with them, and that was kind of cool. So you became like the Mexican logic. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that was a dope, dope experience because it was not, it was, like I said, they, they kind of, this path just kind of took me there. And it was, it was cool. And it's dope because you work with Chrissy Angel, yeah. Daddy Yankee. You got a chance yeah. to be with Alexis Cifido. Yeah. Um, who else? Odessa. Yeah, that was, that was another cool girl that we work with in Miami. And uh, we performed with her in Miami, too. 
I mean, there was a lot of underground artists too, you know, but the whole Adasa también uh, that was one of our biggest projects too. You know, now we wanna still, we kind of like took a step back and mm-hmm. be more behind the scenes again. Just, but just looking back to it, like how how do we like? Cause you were there. You can actually say you were there. Yeah, well, they pushed us there. The label pushed us there to be more uh, upfront in the camera stuff. Because you gotta remember, DJs were becoming the face of the whole new music movement that was coming out in the 2010s, <clears throat> 11s, and 12s, you know? So I was kind of cool. And it was, a, it was a good experience. That's what I'm saying. It made you feel like you were there, but you're not you there. there. You're yeah. not there. You see the cameras, you're doing a music video, everything, everything. And now you go through life just like... Yeah, it humbles you because you come back home and you're like, damn, did I just do that? You know? So it was was something that I could say it was dope. You can share with your kids. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. The pictures and memories... Pictures, the, the videos. The, the, I can't the skip videos. the videos. They're, they're still on YouTube, YouTube everybody. Yeah. They're, they're still on YouTube. YouTube music you know? junkies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like, I laugh now. I'm like, damn, like, but it's cool. It was an experience, you know. Like we had, I mean, who wouldn't do it, you know? What advice can you give to all the new DJs, upcoming DJs, and all that shit? Man, um, definitely learn everything about the music business not just i'm gonna dj and do gigs and that's it like no learn everything else because there'll be something else that you fall in love in within the game and and you'll stick to it and you'll grow with it you know not just dj not just parties and and if it's that man 110 percent. you know give it give it everything you got something that you want to grow you know, because obviously now that I'm a family man, now I start thinking about my family. I start thinking about providing for them, you know? And so that's where, it, like, my mentality is now. And what's the next goal? The next goal is is definitely make those moves. You know, like, I want to, like I'm saying, I gave my hands on B, C, and D. You know? So, just to go. That's dope. That's dope, man. Honestly, pretty cool. Um, well, with that being said, let's just close it off for close the night. Close it off. Thank um, you for coming. Thank you again. Thank you for being a, a one of yeah, our I dope guests. Up. One of our non-barber guests. It's actually <laughs> pretty dope to have. Um, this is what we want to do. We want to do a little bit more of a mixture and, uh, with the new name, new brand, oh. Pico de Gallo. Obviously, a little twist with that. So if you look us up, it's going to be Pico de Gallo spelled G-U-Y. Oh, so it's a little play on words with that. Alright, alright. Alright. Alright guys, well thanks again. Thanks again, Gande. Thank you. Have a good one. Pico de gallo out.